Welcome to Resilient Entrepreneurs, the podcast where we speak with business owners and entrepreneurs from around the world and from all walks of life in the hopes that something you hear will leave your business a little richer. We're your co-hosts, Vicky and Laura from Two for One Branding, supporting new entrepreneurs as they launch their business and offering you the tools you need to succeed. It's why we invite experienced, successful entrepreneurs to share their wisdom with you on this podcast. And if you love hearing their stories, please subscribe on whichever platform you're listening to or watching it on right now. You'll be notified of the next great episode. Well, today we've invited the remarkable Andrew Olson to the conversation. He's 20 years old and he's the founder of Fast Track, an educational consulting firm. He'll share with us his journey that led him to starting this business. His target audience is 8th graders through to 12th graders. If you know students in high school, this will be an episode not to miss. Welcome, Andrew, to Resilient Entrepreneurs. Thank you for the introduction. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yes, welcome, Andrew. And as a mom of a teenager, I am very interested in this conversation we're going to have today about education and how you help teens. But before we go there, let's go back into a little bit of your history. What kind of kid were you? Were you a bit of an entrepreneurial kid? Did you have the proverbial lemonade stand? Yeah, so I grew up, I always knew that I kind of wanted to do my own thing. From when I was young, I kind of always thought that I didn't really want to like go and work a nine to five job. And I knew that I was always doing little schemes when I was younger. Uh, I did some drop shipping stuff when I was in high school. I did some video editing, uh, just lots of like contracted short-term work that uh, not like traditional nine to five job type stuff. So like, I kind of always knew as a kid. Um, and then basically like high schoolish age or like around when I was right around when I was graduating is when I like really knew that I needed to pursue some other path uh, beyond just like the regular job. What was it tipped you off to you not being suited to the nine to five? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. So like when I was in, when I was about 16, 17, uh, I had some e-commerce stores and um, some of that really took off. So I had to learn a ton of stuff like on my own of like how to build something from nothing to something. And it was like making pretty good money as a kid. And that kind of like fueled uh, the development, like starting all my other companies and everything else that I've been involved in. So yeah, I would say that's like the main thing that set the chain, re- chain reaction off there. So do you think it was maybe a case of uh, you were earning more money than you could have possibly dreamed of earning in a in a nine to five that an 18-year-old gets? Yeah, I don't want to say that I was earning more than I could ever dream of, but I was definitely earning more than I could have had I was working any other regular high school job. And uh, the, the work associated was definitely way, way less annoying than uh, if I was working at McDonald's or whatever. I love how you put that. Way less annoying. <laughs> Absolutely. Right, yeah. So you were getting more satisfaction from it and enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. Yeah, I, th- I think there's a definitely a shift in mindset with your age group these days that definitely are seeing education very differently. Maybe not thinking the traditional route that you, you know, graduate high school, you'd get into a university, you could do your four years of university, get your bachelor's degree maybe go on to master's, et cetera, go into a nine to five career job. That path has been set out for decades, but I feel like there's a real shift. And I don't know if it's before COVID or if COVID has a big impact on it, but what do you think it is that's really causing this this change in mindset of, of kids that are coming out of high school now and not wanting to do that traditional career path? 
Yeah, so I think that a lot of kids are seeing that uh, money can be made other ways and that a job doesn't have to just be a means to the end. A job can be something that you actually really enjoy and that you get fulfillment from. So I think that kids now, like how prevalent the internet is and um, how like they see their peers and other people online on YouTube, uh, podcasts, et cetera, uh, they see like other people making really good money at young ages. I think that they can now kind of start to do their own research on like if college is actually right for them and if if uh, like the traditional path is what they want to do or if they want to give some other things a shot. I don't think everyone should be an entrepreneur. I don't think like everyone shouldn't work like a regular corporate job, but I think that there are the people that are questioning it. And I think that for them, it's really good to have some nice informational stuff out there on other people that have done basically exactly what they're trying to do versus like before being an entrepreneur was like... Uh, kind of swept away and there wasn't so much like informational content on there. Like there's a lots of good uh, YouTubers and there's lots of good podcasts and everything now that really talk about like, okay, so you maybe think you want to do this and here's some reasons why you actually might want to. And there's also some that do a really good job of like being an entrepreneur isn't all it's set out to be. Like maybe you don't want to do that and you need to just like make the assessment of like what you actually want in your life. I think you make a really good point there about there being so much information out there because mm -hmm. I think that is the really big shift that's happened over the last I don't know how many years but at least the last decade where there is so much more that people can have access to that they can either learn from or make decisions using like you're saying following the people on YouTube and and all these different types of options and careers and people that are sharing their expertise so like, how do you help students when they are trying to figure out their path? Because you kind of have a unique pathway for them. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So to preface that, I'll give a quick few sentences about like what I actually did, because me telling people like how I help other people without them even knowing what I did doesn't really make sense, you know? So um, basically I graduated college in two years by leveraging dual credit classes while I was in high school. And then also took some classes when I was in college too, to kind of speed things up. Um, so the reason I did that is because I knew that uh, like the value equation on college just wasn't great as far as time and money, like going to a four-year college, spending four years of your life and upwards of $100,000 just didn't make sense to me uh, because maybe sometimes, even if you're lucky, you come out of college and get a job for like $70,000, that's like on the high end. And now you're 100,000 in debt and that 70,000 goes to fuel most of your lifestyle that's expected because you got that pretty prestigious job. So that just like didn't make sense to me. And I knew that that couldn't be the way that it worked out. So I started researching alternative ways to get done with school faster, still getting that uh, four-year advanced degree. And this is basically what I came up with. Um, I didn't know, this wasn't like a thing back when I was doing it. It just was me failing enough times and doing enough research and finally figuring out, okay, this is what I had to do. And I just kind of stumbled through it and it wasn't easy to do. So basically that's part of the reason why I started this company. I met a lot of connections through the tech industry. It was like where I started doing some tech work, a lot of other founders of companies and a lot of entrepreneurs told me like, this is a great idea and something I should really pursue to actually like sell to people because it can be super helpful. And that was the point at which I started actually putting the business together and the primary goal of business is just to make this as easy for parents and students as possible. Because I know that when I did it, it was super difficult. There wasn't really any information out there and there was virtually no one who could help because it hadn't really been done. And if it had been done, no one talked about it. And uh, a lot of the same stuff is still true. Uh, I don't want to say that I'm the only person that's done it or the only person in the industry, 
but I'm one of the maybe five that are talking about it. So maybe there's hundreds of people or thousands of people that have done it. I haven't really seen anybody else talking about it, but if there is, there's no more than three because I haven't been able to find, any, find anybody. So to actually answer your question there, it's a long answer, but to actually answer your question, um, we basically provide information on how this actually works, like how using dual credit classes to speed up your graduation actually makes it cheaper and saves you time. And then the other part of our service is we actually make the schedule for you. So like if you're in high school, I'd say you're in ninth grade and you don't know what you want to do yet, but you maybe are interested in computers a little bit. Uh, we basically set up your high school schedule to have you get a year and a half to two years done of college while you're in high school at that reduced rate so that when you're ready to go to college, you have all your general education and all your elective credits done. And then when you're in college, you can focus on specifically uh, doing those credits that are actually like applying to your, like say you go for computer science, then in high school you're doing primarily just computer science classes, which also is beneficial because it keeps like fresh in your brain. So as soon as you go to get a job, right, we're done with the college, it's not like English classes, history classes, and science classes in your brain. It's like all computer science stuff has been what we've been doing for the last year and a half, two years. So it's really fresh and that's like where your skills are going to be best, which is the best time when you want to be looking for new jobs, basically. So Andrew, let me get this right. You're helping people who are in high school to graduate college in two years, which obviously is going to save them money and also it's going to save them two years, and they're right. studying their college units whilst they're still in high school. That's correct, yep. Brilliant. And that's what you did. That was the path you followed through your own yeah. research. Yeah, and I, I mentioned the term dual credit. I didn't exactly explain what that actually is. So the dual credit aspect of it is that those classes count for both high school and college. So there's classes that you can take that count that like fulfill your high school course requirements and then also give you college credits as well. So like, like a pretty easy example is like if you need an English class in high school to graduate and you also are needed like an English 101 class in college, you can take like an English 101 through like a local community college as a dual credit and it'll count for your high school requirement and your college credits as well. And does this work in any school that a person is enrolled in? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. So uh, school to school, it's a bit different. Uh, however, there are online programs. Like if your school doesn't directly offer dual credit stuff, there's a lot of online stuff that you can get enrolled in. And yeah, it's basically just like a conversation to be had with your school. And then obviously like we help you at Fast Track, we help you navigate that as well, of like getting your school to allow you to take these classes if they don't already. And if they do already, uh, we work with them to put the most efficient schedule together of like what they've already seen work. And then how does it work through the university? Is it that you get those, those credits in before you get to university or there's a fast tracking through the university process too? Like once they graduate high school. Yeah, so the way it works is when you graduate high school, you would either continue at the college you've been taking the dual credit classes, or if you if that's just like a community college and you're planning on going to like a four-year school or it's like a school that you're not planning on going to, uh, those classes would just transfer then to a bigger school. And uh, yeah, the, the transfer process is pretty simple. Obviously, there's some colleges that don't want to take certain transfer credits, but for the most part, uh, I've never seen many issues at all with like people taking classes at one college and then transferring them to another. And so people can get all the nitty gritty details about how this works and how you help them on your website. Yeah, Andrew, fasttrack.school is the address. 
for all those details, fasttrack.school. It's a really interesting premise that you're bringing to the table. You're solving a real problem that so many school leavers have, and you're showing and sharing with school leavers how they can prepare for their life even while they're at school. I love that you're using that. And I something on your website said, the sooner you jump in on a system like this and become aware of what's available to you, then the faster you can track through because you can start Correct. sooner yeah. on the system. Yeah, so uh, I actually didn't like find out about these classes until I was like, about halfway through my sophomore year. And I basically got done in, I got, about, I got about two years of school done in while I was in high school and then finished in a total of two years. Uh, if you start younger, you can do more than that. I, I just didn't know it was a thing back then. And uh, obviously the more time you save, the more classes of these you take in high school, the more money that's going to save you. Because the one thing I didn't talk about earlier either is that these classes cost like 40 to $60 per credit versus like at a public school, you're going to be looking to pay like $700 a credit and a private school, like a thousand a credit. So it's like 10 to 15 times cheaper to take them this way than it is like in an actual college uh, on campus. So what kind of student does best in a system like this? Is this for the high flyers, those overachievers, or is this applicable for, for every, any student? That's a, that's a really good question. That's the number one thing that worries people is like, they think the parents might think like, okay, my kid like doesn't really care about school. Like they're probably not going to do this and, or they're like not smart enough or whatever. And that doesn't matter. Like I, I like to describe myself as choosingly lazy. Like I am definitely not a high achiever in, in that aspect. I just know the things I needed to get done and I get good at them, but I'm definitely not like good at everything. So I personally didn't care about school like pretty much at all. But I did care about not going into a bunch of debt and I did care about starting my entrepreneurial like journey fast and running businesses quicker. So uh, it became more of a less of like I really care about school and I want to like do this as well as possible to like I want to start real life and this is a great avenue towards that. So basically our program works for pretty much anyone. The people that do best with it are kids that are like go-getters and are really after it. Um, because they're just like, oh yeah, I'll just do this and then I'll be ahead. And then it also does work really well for any kids that are like really struggling. So if a kid's like really struggling and they can't seem to be doing well in school and they're just, they don't know what to do, to do with their life, this gives them a really good avenue to be like, oh no, I, I do have hope still. Like I can just do this and then I'll save a bunch of money. I'll be able to start earning money faster and everything will be good. So broad answer is kind of everyone, but yeah. For different reasons. Yeah, I love that. Um, I'd yeah. love to have a conversation around the concept of fast-tracking education. Some people might suggest that education is best absorbed over a longer period because then the retention might be higher, the true understanding of the material might be deeper. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, so I think that's definitely true. I think that so learning a lot over time is definitely better than trying to cram uh, into short sequences. However, I don't think that school is necessarily the avenue where you need to be spending a ton of time learning. Like, I think that I'm still a student right now and I'm not in college. I, I learn something new every day. Uh, I still push myself and I'm just not paying for it anymore. Uh, I think that college is not necessarily the best way to learn what you're trying to get good at. I think that the best way to learn what you're trying to get good at is usually just doing it. 
and that studio doesn't apply to college. However, a lot of jobs nowadays, you have to have the piece of paper that says you did it. Therefore, if you can get that piece of paper faster and while you're in that piece of paper, you're also putting an extra effort uh, on your own end to like actually get good at your craft and get good at what you're studying. That puts you leaps and bounds ahead of everyone else that's just waiting four years and slowly learning and then forgetting and not actually implementing. This gives you the opportunity to learn and then implement as fast as possible, which I think is like the best way to get good at something. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know that's so true. I did four years of university and majority of the skills I learned, I've learned by doing not, not exactly, yeah. from, from yep. studying, right. There's definitely other things that university does give you in terms of camaraderie and, and a lot of other important things, networking and stuff. But I think there's a real shift. I think this is a really interesting conversation because I really do believe there's a big shift in education. And I think AI is going to play a big part of that in the future. I think AI is going to have to shape the face of education. And I think education is going to take a while to catch up to it. And I think people just get that there's now nothing they can't Google, chat GPT, find on YouTube to learn that they want to learn now. So I think people do want different paths. So this is a very interesting idea. And I think a lot of people are going to want to take paths like this. And and I think it's going to hurt universities a little bit. I mean, do you think there's going to be some pushback on this? Uh, I'd like to say that I am not suicidal. <laughs> I, uh, I, nothing's going wrong in my life. There's no gas leak in my house. Uh, big college when they come for me. It is everyone will know it's it's them coming after me. It's it's not it's not me. Um, however, no, really glad that you brought up the other aspect of this, which is like the camaraderie aspect. And like, there is definitely a value to like going to a college and being around a lot of like-minded individuals who are your age and and everything like that. Which is why I'm not like 100 like. College is bad, college is scam, whatever. Like, I don't think that's true. I think that college is good in small doses. Like, I think that college is great for you to go and have a fun time for a year and a half, two years, while also getting your degree that says that you can do something. I don't think that like spending four years in college, like partying and whatever is a, and putting yourself in debt is a good move at all. So I think our system has basically put together a really good balance of like, yeah, you should still go to school. It should be social. Uh, you should learn the camaraderie aspect. You'll supposed to be like your friends for life, some of them. And while also making sure that you're career focused and actually setting your life up correctly. So you're not just like wasting a bunch of money in school and like burning your life away. So tell us how are you setting your life up, Andrew? As far as you mentioned, there's a number of businesses that you're um, interested in or already have started. Let's chat a bit about that. Yeah, so obviously I have Fast Track. Uh, it's our coaching business where we basically one-on-one work with people to help them do exactly what I did. I also own a tech company uh, that does contracting um, for building anything from websites, uh, project management, app development, um, some AI stuff, uh, some smart contract stuff, that kind of thing. And then I also... Uh, serve a, a role at a hot sauce company. I'm a part owner and um, work on the operations side of a hot sauce company. So those are the main few things. There's a few other side hustles in there and some other uh, off, off or like off the cusp uh, contracting work that I do, just like random stuff people need help with. But those are the three main things that I, that I do. 
So you said a hot sauce company, literally hot sauce, or is that a tech term I'm not yet familiar with? No, no, yeah, like like actual hot sauce that you eat, yeah, which is funny because I'm not even a huge hot sauce fan, but I liked it so much that I was like, hmm, okay, I can do this for a while. That's fantastic. Very entrepreneurial of you. Let's chat a bit about the tech company. So it sounds like you have a wide range of services. Do you have a team as well? I do, yeah. There's about a core operating team of six working on the hot sauce company and about 10 to 15 others involved. There's a few buddies working with me on Fast Track and um, tech stuff. I have basically a, a team of 10-ish uh, that I hire on like a 1099, like as needed basis, like subcontractors. Yeah. And how long has that one, that particular business been up and running? So I started my tech business basically when I was in college. So it's been about two years now or so, two and a half-ish years. And so from that experience, what would you consider to be the key ingredient to success so far? I think communication is extremely important. I think that where, where we have a leg up over our competitors is that uh, everyone has direct access to me. And uh, I'm very clear about what, what's going to be done and how much it's going to cost. And uh, we've never missed a delivery date and uh, never really had a hiccup because I make sure we stay on top of it um, ahead of time. I think that a lot of people neglect, especially nowadays, a lot of people neglect the importance of trust and actually not lying and, and making sure you stay true to your word and uh, have a lot of value in, in that. Sounds like you have a lot on your plate. How do you juggle all that? I won't say balance because I don't believe in balance, but I feel like you're juggling. That's a lot of balls in the air. Yeah, I agree. I don't think balance is real. I think that if you want something enough, you don't need to be worried about balance. I have really ambitious uh, goals. Uh, I have a lot of, I want to achieve. Um, and I also want to have a family when I'm older. So I need to get all this stuff out of my system when I'm young is, is what I tell people. I need to achieve all the goals by the time I'm 30 so that past that I don't need to worry about anything else. I think that's the biggest thing. Uh, I'm also, I exercise a lot. I like to do a lot of walking, so I like to stay in good shape. I think that, that goes hand in hand with uh, keeping your mind sharp and being able to be on top of things. And I also have a great group of people around me. Uh, I've got a lot of people to fall back on. And if things go wrong, I know that people have my back. And I think that, that plays a major factor too. So I'm hearing three principles of success in what you just said. One is communication. One is um Perhaps it's self-care or health. Self-care improvement, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then the third is the community that you choose to have around you. Mm -hmm. um, do you have a morning routine, just talk, tapping into the self-care or the, the health focus? So, yeah, I've gone back and forth on that a lot. A lot of times you'll see the guys and they're, they'll, see, you'll, they'll start screaming at you and tell you you got to be up at four in the morning every morning and you you have to uh, eat oats in the morning and your protein shake and you don't go to the gym by seven, you're a loser and you'll hear all that stuff. And then you've got the guys who are billionaires who sleep in till 10 in the morning. They do a few calls and they enjoy their life with their family and their kids and whatever. I don't necessarily believe in like arbitrary morning routines for no reason. I think that for some people that might really help them. Like I think if you're someone that is kind of having a tough time and you're really struggling to get off the ground with something, I think implementing a really good daily routine is a great idea, but I think if you think you're kind of cruising and things are going well, adding some arbitrary rules that you have to get up at a certain time and that you have to do a certain thing every day, I don't think that that's the best way to go about life. We're here to enjoy our lives, and if 
waking up at five in the morning every day makes you not enjoy your life, well, it's probably not really worth it in the in the grand scheme of things. I hear you on that. Thank you for saying that. Right. Absolutely with you on it. I'm not a morning person. Um, <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. But you also mentioned goals. So I'm curious, what are your big goals? You got any big audacious ones to share? Uh, yeah, I'd like to hit 100 million net worth by 30. That's the primary focus. And I'd like to, throughout that, never lose shape, never lose the six pack, never uh, feel like I can't do certain things because of my health. Those are the two main things. Maintain my health and uh, make a bunch of money. Nice. What are you going to do with the 100 million, if I may ask? I'm going to make sure... My family's good. I'm going to make sure my family's family is good. I'm going to make sure that I have a a nice, uh, good lifestyle and make sure everyone around me is taken care of. Yeah, I'm sure some of that will fund the the next venture too, because I don't think I'll ever really stop doing anything. But I was yeah. just going to ask, like, you know, is there retirement in there or is this is like, you know, I some entrepreneurs think of, okay, I want to make a hundred million and then I'm going to relax and go travel the world. Or are you looking at a hundred million to like make the next hundred million. So I think that you can get really caught up with the grass is always greener mindset. And that like, okay, I need to hit this goal so that in 10 years I can hit this next goal and all that stuff. I think that at some point you need to kind of be content with what you have. And even right now I'm content with what I have. However, I'm not going to stop. I think that it'll be the same way in 10 years when I hit that goal. I think that it'll be, okay, I I did what I said I was going to do. Uh, what's next? I don't think there'll ever be an off button for me, but I definitely am going to put a lot of focus on making sure I'm not just like setting arbitrary goals uh, for no reason. Like it's at some point, we're only here for a hundred ish years. If you're lucky, do what you want to do. It's not all about money. Yeah. It's a really good approach, Andrew. How have you um, been funding your businesses so far? Are you bootstrapping? Have you had investors? So I think that I got Lucky. Um, I made good money when I was young uh, doing some e-commerce stuff. And basically that funded the uh, tech company that I launched. And um, since there, it was kind of just, I used that initial money to start up and do some advertising, uh, landed some good contracts early on, and the snowball effect just happened. Um, uh, I don't like to sit on a ton, ton of cash. I like to kind of throw money at things while I'm still young and can afford to do so. And uh, yeah, I like to say I got I got lucky when I was young and made some good choices instead of partying or whatever. When I was in high school and college, I decided to make some good choices, spend some money and stack up some some cash, which then allowed me to get the ball rolling. Has it been easy all the way through or have you had a few pitfalls and things you've needed to over- challenges you've needed to overcome? Definitely not. No, definitely not easy at all. I don't want to complain, but this year specifically has been just tons and tons of just random crap coming up it's just like geez worst luck ever we had some health stuff had some weird business things got scammed on you know just random things gone wrong so nothing's ever they're perfect you can this is not a big thing too you can see someone's life from the outside you're like oh geez their life's great i wish i could trade places with them everything's going good for them but you don't know about the 100 things that got that gone that went wrong yesterday so i think that i've been super lucky definitely been blessed Things have been good for me, but yeah, definitely not, not no problems. There have definitely been things that have been like, oh, wow. Okay. Learned a lesson from that one. How do you get over those? How do you get through them? 
And uh, what's your advice going. for others to do it? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, uh, keep going. Uh, you can choose to have a problem and then complain and cry about it, or you can choose to have a problem and then take a step back and learn from it. And in only one of those outcomes is, are you going to keep going forward? One of them is just going to set you back even more. And the other one is you're going to learn something and you're going to learn not to make that same mistake ever again. Where do you get this great wisdom from, Andrew? Have you always grown up in this environment? Is it self-studied? Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm constantly learning and uh, I'm, I'm always constantly improving. So I'm always doing a lot of research. I'm always reading a lot of books and um, I'm never not willing to accept that I might be wrong about something. So I think that's a big, it's a big piece of advice to people is you're never too big or too anything to listen to someone else's advice. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I, I was going to ask the same question. Vicky just jumped on that too. It was going to be what it. was your advice. <laughs> she stole it from me. Well done. Well done. Uh, that's amazing. So what's your secret to success? What do you think is your special sauce? What's that thing that maybe somebody who's young and listening to this that they should be striving for? I think that it's one of those things where when you zoom out a little bit and you, you think of your life and, and what you actually want to do and um, if you kind of just want to blend in or if you, if you do want to stick out and that doesn't have to be being famous or having a bunch of money or whatever, but if you just want to be really good at something, is that what you want or do you just want to blend in? And, and by no means is everyone someone that should that even wants to stick out. Some people just want to blend in and they want to coast in life. And that's great. They're maybe happier than I am. I, I have no idea. Um, I've always just kind of known that that was not my path. I've always wanted to kind of do big things and achieve a lot. So uh, I guess just wanting it more than anyone else is, is kind of the what it comes down to. Yeah. And having that grit and resilience along the way too is going to serve you well. So the, the pitfalls you have had the last year, and I'm sure some before then, they only serve to help you get better as you go. It's fail fast, fail forward, keep going is really the key we hear from so many great entrepreneurs who have been through similar journeys. So mm -hmm. what is your definition of resilience? How does one become resilient, do you think? That's good. That's a great question. Well, okay, and I'm going to kind of answer like I answered before with the morning routine thing. I think it looks a lot different for everyone. I think that you need to understand uh, you're put on this earth with, with one body and one soul and whatever and one brain. So you can either try to change what you have or you can learn how to effectively work the machine. You can grind your gears for a long time trying to be someone else and trying to do something that you're simply just not meant to be doing and not enjoying. Or you can really learn what you're good at and you can learn uh, how to actually like navigate things with what you've been given. So I think being resilient is just, I don't think it's the hard work like running against a wall for no reason. I think it's the learning how to overcome certain things based on what you have going on if you're good at, if you're really good at one thing and uh, you're terrible at five other things maybe you should just do the thing that you're really good at and then in the background be improving those other things i don't think you should like just be grinding your gears spinning the tires on a bike uh, while the bike's lifted going nowhere uh trying to do those five other things that you're not good at so i think being resilient is just uh make sure you keep that in mind and also not giving up you're gonna probably fail more then you succeed. I know that I've failed for every one thing that I've done right. I've messed up a hundred times. For every one good business, there's been five others that have lost money. So 
if you look at losses and fails more of a learning experience than an actual loss, uh, you'll never lose again. Goodness, I feel like I'm on stage with a motivational speaker, Andrew. <laughs> you, uh, yeah, you, that's funny. Yeah, your mindset is so um, geared towards a positive outcome, which is obviously the way we achieve our dreams and goals. And mm -hmm. I just want to honor you or uh, acknowledge you for having that mindset because some people take their whole life to get this stuff right. And you're sitting Thank in front you. of us at 20 years old and you're clearly embodying those principles. Thank you. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't think I've always been like this. I think that if, if I had to give a quick one second answer of, of how it's what's the alternative, if you're not positive, what's the alternative and how is it going to help you? Was there ever a time when you thought you might quit? So there's never been a time when I thought that I would necessarily quit doing my own thing because I think there's a ton of freedom that comes with being an entrepreneur and uh, picking your own schedule and uh, having the freedom to kind of do what you want when you want. There have been times where I've questioned if this is what I actually want to do with my life. Um, I've gotten job offers for really good sums of money that have made me question like, hmm, maybe, maybe I don't care so much about the uh, doing it all on my own thing. Uh, but I think a lot of that changed uh, and I touched a little bit on this in earl earlier. I think a lot of that changed when I had a really good team around me. When I had a really good team that I knew that even if I failed 100 times in a row and just couldn't seem to get it together, they'd pick me back up and we'd be okay. I think that changed a lot of like, eh, this is a forever thing. And I would rather get stomped out 100 times than, uh, than have to go to some job all the time uh, that I don't like doing. So since then, it's kind of been like, yeah, this is, this is going to be a forever thing. And uh, it'll always be okay. Figure it out. And how did you get that team around you? Did you select them? Were they just attracted to what you were doing? Is it family? Is it friends? Strangers? Uh, I mean, it's it's friends now. It, it, at one point, they were strangers. Now they're friends. I can't contribute more to more than any more to than being in the right place at the right time and luck. I guess people say fate or whatever, but I don't. I don't know luck and being in the right place at the right time. I'm making sure I set my stuff up so that I'm in good situations. And I think that's it. You call it luck. I would call it preparation. When you have set yourself up to be ready for an opportunity when it appears and to be in the right places and to have the courage to go to certain events or to introduce yourself to certain people. I imagine just from talking to you that you are that kind of guy, that you are willing to put yourself in front of big opportunities. Um, you might call it luck. I would call it preparation. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, well, I'm just waiting for your TED Talk. Are you planning one? Because I feel like you've got a unique idea and this might be a really good topic to bring up. I mean, it's a bit of a disruptor thing you're doing here with Fast Track. Yeah. I think it's hey, exciting. Listen, if, if you know the guys, send them my <laughs> number. I'll, uh, I'll gladly go and go and talk in front of the red lights. See, that's what I'm talking about right there. Your absolute <laughs> willingness to jump in with both feet and say, yep, pick me. That is, in my opinion, an absolute secret to success. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. with your book, Fast Track, is there is a book or it's mostly a website and a program? So there is a about 15-page guide PDF that you also get as buying our program. 
Uh, however, the main service is like a coaching thing with me. So they get on calls just like this with me and uh, we walk through their situation, make sure they're a good fit first before, the, before we onboard anybody. Yeah, make sure they're a good fit. And then we talk through their situation with them, what they actually want from school, why they want to do this. And from there, we set up their schedule for them. And then once they're enrolled and they have the schedules, all their high school schedules and their college schedules and everything, we just do check-ins to make sure everything's going well. We also help with like some mindset stuff and just making sure kids are set on the right path. And uh, if they have questions, they have business questions, they have personal questions, they have health questions, whatever. We're also there to just kind of walk through that with them. And we don't know everything, but I have a lot of advice to give and people are willing to, to hear it. I'd gladly tell it to them. Yeah. That's awesome. I think it's an incredible thing. I think, like I said, you're a bit of a disruptor in this space, which I absolutely love. I love that you're young and ambitious and you're really showing a different path for people to follow and take their own journey because it isn't so linear anymore. I think you gave really strong advice when you say, find the thing that you're really good at and hone in on that. I feel like go deep on that. It's not necessarily what your passion is even, it's what you're good at. Like, so figuring out what you're good at, then figure out the things you're not good at and get the team around you to take care of that. And that is a huge secret to success that we've talked to other entrepreneurs about and you've just really clarified it nicely today. So I really appreciate this conversation and I really appreciate you coming and sharing this exciting new opportunity for students to take on. I mean, my kids are in an international baccalaureate school. It sounds very similar because they're doing as well, like the courses that can be college credits. So it's intense. It takes a lot, but it is so worth it when you see the end goal and you see the opportunities that come faster for them and faster for the students that you work with. I think it's really spectacular. And I have no doubt you're going to hit those goals maybe even sooner than 10 years, please come back and tell us all about it. And right. we really appreciate your time, your energy, your enthusiasm, your great ideas, and uh, all your spectacular advice. So thank you so much, Andrew. I really appreciate your time today. Awesome. Yeah. I appreciate you guys having me. And I think you said something important at the end there too. Of, it might be hard to do like the, the IB programs and the taking the classes. Uh, the one comment on that would just be like, it, it might be a little bit more effort now, but uh, in the long run, if you were to zoom out a little bit and you look at the 10% more time or whatever you need to put in now, it saves you 100% more of the like freedom in your next two years and then in your career that kind of like sets the spark to for your uh, business that you're trying to start or your job to your career to really like spark and take off. Um, I think that the 10% is, is definitely worth it. And uh, I actually tell people that a lot of the times with our program, it takes less time. Like I noticed that a lot of these dual credit classes take less time. They're maybe a little bit more, a little tougher as far as like making sure you're studying the right things and paying attention, but like actual like, time, uh, they're, they're easier. And that's like another big reason I had them too. Uh, I, I, I needed time to spend on my businesses when I was in high school. Uh, so it was great for me because it was less like busy work and more just like get to the point and stuff. I think like you've uncovered some secret. Like this is like, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Like you've really let something out in the world and I love it. So thank you so much. I'm really excited. And everybody can check out um, your website. We'll leave a link and um, that people can go to. And if they want to book with you, they can find you there. So thank you so much, Andrew, and best of luck. We can't wait to see what the future holds for you. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate it. 